This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I'm speaking with Becky Large, who is the Executive Director at Champion Autism Network. Becky, good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Great to have you on the show. Um, So uh, I'm gonna ask you to give an overview of Champion Autism Network, including sort of how long you've been around, what your startup story is, where you're located, and then we'll go from there. So um, we relocated to the Surfside Beach, South Carolina, which is part of the Grand Strand near Myrtle Beach in spring of 2012. And we came from Southern New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, One of my two sons is on the autism spectrum uh, and they were in first and third grade when we relocated. Um, you know, when we came here from New Jersey, the Northeast seems to be, have a lot more supports for people with autism. Um, you know, it, it became apparent to me that everywhere there are these organizations that support the person with autism for the different therapies that are needed, ABA, OT, PT, speech, blah, 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 blah. But there really isn't anywhere that supports the family unit, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because I, autism can be so isolating, you know, with the sensory issues that many of our people with autism face, you know, leaving the house, you know, becomes a real trial. Um, So our goal is to provide traditional family experiences modified for those with autism. And we started with sensory friendly movies in the spring of 2013, where the lights are up, the sound is down and the people are free to move around. And the the feedback was so great. And all the parents wanted to know is what else was there. Mm-hmm. So we received grant funding with um, an organization that we were working with at the time um, called SOS Healthcare to start a training program to, uh, for after taking surveys and data, our, the number one thing that our families wanted was to be able to go out to a restaurant. So yeah. that's where we started. We developed a training program to educate the restaurants. And then that was only to, specific to this county, uh, the, the grant funding for Ori County. You know, and then when you realize you're living in this fabulous tourist destination, you know, why not invite everybody to come play at the beach? So um, we started January 2016, Surfside Beach, South Carolina declared themselves an autism friendly travel destination. As far as we can tell, it's like the first ever. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Myrtle Beach, the city of Myrtle Beach and Ori County followed suit it at the end of 2018. We've expanded our training program now to um, include hotels, restaurants, and venues, and service businesses. Um, with COVID now, we have an online on-demand module uh, modules for training so that we can cast a broader net. Mm-hmm. And now we have a relationship and a partnership with Blue Green Vacations, who has committed to having all 49 of their resorts become um, autism certified autism champions uh, through our training program. So, you know, we are really excited to be going um, national you know, can always for, also for its efforts has been um, part of a BBC documentary and um, NBC Nightly News. And we've gotten a lot of great national press, we can, which is great because it's all about spreading autism awareness. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing to do. If you're going to invite the public, you know, the, the autism community to come play with you at the beach, the public needs to know who's coming, right? You know, because we right. have to reduce the judgment. We have to reduce 
um, the anxiety for our parents. And so that's the other thing that we really do is autism awareness. Fantastic. I love the breadth of what you're talking about um, and and um, seeing entire communities come together to decide purposely that they're going to become an autism supportive or autism friendly community. I think combined with the individual businesses as well as the expansion is really like the perfect combination um, because you've got you go. I think there's a difference when a whole community, which is obviously a mixture of people who are personally affected and impacted by autism, as well as people who are, um, who may still be out there saying that they don't know anybody on the autism spectrum, which is getting harder and harder to say. Um, but certainly there still are some folks who just haven't come across, you know, an individual on the spectrum, but that's a really nice message to say that it, it you know, what I, I talk a lot up here in New York about the fact that the autism community is, is really shifting from it being, you know, those people with autism and and their caregivers and the professionals supporting them and their families to every community is the autism community because the numbers i mean the show is named after the numbers one in 54 people or children are diagnosed on the spectrum so what you're talking about is is what i love to hear about which is that communities are recognizing that we are all part of the the autism community regardless of where we live where we shop where we play where we work um and and who our loved ones are so so wonderful and, and congratulations on so many successes um oh, it's so much really fun. Um, you know the, the the thing that the messages that we have heard consistently um you know and that we we preach is you know first of all you just leave with love it's really simple you know reduce the judgment and if you see a family you know somebody a, a child having a tantrum or a meltdown it quite likely could be a family in crisis not a spoiled child or parents who can't control you know or horrible parents and then the other thing is is it's not rocket science right you learn about autism awareness and when we go out and we do our speaking and we you know we do our trainings everybody's like i had no idea because it's kind of counterintuitive the whole disorder, you know, how to treat them and things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's super simple. The barrier to, you know, entry is really low. We don't ask for a lot. We don't think that every business, you know, one of the things that we do when we train our trainers, you know, a lot of them are autism parents or, or therapists and they walk into a business and they're like, well, they need to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. no, right. We want to fit within their confines. It's not for every business. You know, certainly I'm not going to ask Ruth's Chris to, you know, become, I, I just, I wouldn't, that's not a family restaurant to me. That's not the kind of atmosphere that you would, you know, promote. But I will ask you to give me gift certificates for fundraising, right? There's different ways to support, it. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's always a way to support our families, but you know, right. it's, it has to be a good fit for the business too. It has to be a win for our families, a win for the business and a win for Cam. Well, that's, I mean, you, that's a valid point. And also that goes to, to what we were saying before about the whole, when the whole community steps forward, then there's also a recognition that I may not do this, but I want to do this, or I'm not sure what I can do. Can that be part of my training? Can you help me figure it out? We've been approached at Anderson for that kind of, with that kind of question. We don't know even where to start mm -hmm. because we are, you know, a tiny little shop or a really cavernous, you know, warehouse type bounce, you know, situation. Like, you know, where do we begin? And, and I agree with you. It's um, a lot of the education is probably upfront in terms of, don't walk into this with a sense that you have to do X, Y, and Z. It's more about starting from a place of, I want to do something to become more autism supportive and autism friendly. And so where do I go from there? So I, I think that's great. Um, I'm curious uh, 
um, about, uh, can you give us a little sense of what a training looks like? I know that there are probably different types that you do and different lengths of time that you might contract with a company, but um, outside of the online one, which I want to ask you about as well, when you're hands-on in a business, who's going in there to do the training? What are their qualifications? And, and what would somebody expect? So the training program um, first started, uh, you know, with a um, ABA therapy organization, South Carolina Interventionists, and and you know, with the help of, you know, because there really isn't, you know, we've created our own training program, and it started in two thousand what sixteen, the beginning of two thousand sixteen. So you know, we took all this best practices information, and. After a year or two, I met with a, um, a professional uh, coach, Wynn Godbold, who's now a partner with the Lead with Love Training Company, who really helped to up-level uh, the training, right? You know, like I would get up there and I would deliver PowerPoints and read the slides and everything. So we made it more interactive and we have included um, videos and film clips from the family next door and some other things to raise more awareness. We have also, one thing that we have found hugely beneficial and probably the the biggest thing is an autism simulation um and when it's live it's much different than um you know the online training module we actually created one to do and we were you know the whole thing is you can go online and try and find what people think you know this is what somebody with autism is experiencing walking down a street or whatever and i don't want to you know say that like i could even presume to know what they're experiencing or thinking but i know that they get completely anxious and overwhelmed and they want to flee so the whole thing is to to create an experience that makes people anxious overwhelmed and want to flee and from you know we've had several people with autism go through our training and that one piece they love because they're like, I have not been able to communicate to people when they ask me what it's like that that's it. And so that's the highest compliment you could ever get. So it's so, so rather than focusing on something that you would think would create, would, would make that somebody feel that way. You're, you're just finding something that would make pretty much anybody feel like they're in a situation that they need to get away from. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm like, you know, in, in doing the development of it, you know, like with people who, who might not like the guy who, the video guy who created it was, you know, really kind of flummoxed. And I was like, no, you know, and his wife was like, it's just too, it's too much. And I'm like, that's exactly, it's gotta be more, right? It's just, done. <laughs> it's, you know, I, and certainly, you know, when you're watching it, I'd say it's probably about 35, 40 seconds, long mm-hmm. around 20, 25 seconds into it. My heart every time starts to race. I'm like, oh my God. Right. And now wow. we have to, um, we've had requests to have our um, training. Well, we're going to um, translate it into Spanish. And now we have a request for Creole and we've got some other things going on. So we're trying to figure out how to do that maybe sans language and i don't yeah. know how, i don't know how you're going to do that but anyway that's today's one of today's challenges i think that that's um that's something that that i've been a part of conversations over the years about sort of that level of um of experiential um training and learning uh, as opposed to a lot of talk and statistics and also, you know, whether it's ABA or another type of intervention, all of which really goes hand in hand. It's very important, but that's a tough one. That's a tough nut to crack. So congratulations on that. And I agree with you getting the compliment back that that's really what it, it is. Um, then, you know, that you, when that they asked, they went to see it and I was like, 
You know, you don't want to hear no, but, um, but good <laughs> job. That's great. Um, we are already halfway through our interview, if you can believe that. Um, and so I am going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, I want to hear about the online training um, as well as some of your more recent partnerships and collaborations. It's really exciting stuff. This is one in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Imagine a little lady who wouldn't give up her seat on the bus, a TV host who wanted to be your neighbor, or an inventor whose 10,000 failures didn't stop him. These vivid images all share the same caption, inspiration. These people just did their best and they inspire us. Now, what will you do to inspire others? Inspiration is in you. From PassItOn.com. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Welcome back to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking this morning with Becky Large, who's the executive director of Champion Autism Network, um, located uh, in Myrtle Beach or just around Myrtle Beach, Surfside Beach, right? Yes. Um, and sounds like a really amazing program, one that's... Um, I think not only innovative and, and also timely um, because it's being well received, but obviously very impactful for families. And I want to go back to something you said earlier, Becky, about um, the isolation that um, families, many families feel. Um, certainly many states, although not all, um, have made strides in having a broader way or array of services and the ability to serve more people, individuals with autism through their schools um, and through community, other community-based services. However, uh, families are often sort of left to the side, um, that whole family unit experience that you said before. And we've heard that time and again, as families come through our admission process to come into Anderson, um, as I said to you offline, we have a similar program. Um, uh, as a part of our consultation department. And one of the reasons we developed that was exactly that. We would, um, one story comes to mind where there was a, a, a sister, a young sister of one of our new students who was coming to live with us. And, that, and, and he has, this young boy has two sisters, both of whom were extremely close to him and, and struggled a lot, um, understood the, their parents' decision to, to have him come to us residentially, but uh, had just grown up with him and didn't really, you know, know what how it was going to be and one of his sisters had said to her family that her dream would be to go out to dinner at a restaurant with her brother and that was very early on in the development of of our program um called autism supportive environment but it really was the impetus for to do this um because it was one of those things that so many people had just not really paid attention to, but it was so important. And who knew? And when you sat down with this family and talked to them about the fact that they'd tried, but they'd never been able to make it more than probably 10 minutes into a, a sit down situation at a restaurant. Um, this family had never had a, a, a dinner at a restaurant with their grandparents. Um, the things that, you know, I know certainly made me stop for a minute and realize how much I took for granted. Um, 
So we started with a restaurant and that family got to come and have a meal. And I've never forgotten that because um, isolation can take many forms. It can be, you know, not feeling like you can go to the bank, not feeling you can go to the gym, not feeling like you can go get groceries for your family because you can't leave your child with autism at home alone. And you can't go to the grocery store because you will possibly be asked to leave when all you're trying to do is feed your family. So I love, um, I love the whole backstory to the reason why you've done this. Let's jump now to, um, we were, you were talking to me about this autism simulation and the trainings, the, the in-person trainings. You also mentioned that there's an online uh, training that you offer. Can you just share a little bit about that? So, you know, COVID really, um, the, the, a couple things led to that. The first one was um, our partnership with Blue Green Vacations. You know, when we deliver before COVID, we would do the on-site walkthrough through the resort, determine areas of high alert, safe areas, you know, and, and what kind of the team would do if there was an episode of some sort, you know, communication, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, we evaluate every property. And then we would deliver on-site trainings to the employees. But, you know, when you're delivering live on-site trainings, it's for that moment and those employees that are there. And they're like, well, you know, they didn't have us come when they were busy because that would be difficult to do. So, um we had the intention of developing the online modules, um, but COVID, you know, allowed us to sit and be and really do that. So um, through the, the course of the years, we had developed training programs for, you know, resorts, restaurants, retail, you know, venues, different, you know, all these different things. And we had all this content. So we developed online training modules. Right now we have resorts, restaurants and retail are ready to go. Uh, there is a fee to subscribe uh, it's a one-year subscription uh, in order to get the certification. Um, each business offers a some sort of service or discount to because we have a CAN card program Ooh. for our families so that when they go to a participating certified business, they share their CAN card, um, and, that, and that business offers a service or a discount. So it gives our families um, a motivation to share that they're an autism family, which we're hesitant to do for whatever reason, because of the judgment, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the business is alerted that somebody with autism is on property, which is really important to know because, you know, we it's not like they get, we have green skin or anything, you know, it's just, it's hard to tell, mm-hmm. you know, physical disabilities are easier to identify. Right. Uh, so we have these, so there is a fee for that. Kind of the fun thing that we want to do is we want to partner with other autism nonprofits around the country, because like you said, you you and your families in that area already have relationships with restaurants that are supportive of those families. They're like, oh, here comes Johnny. Yay. How are you guys? So they already kind of know what to do. Maybe they don't know a ton about the, the disorder, but they kind of already know what to do. So we offer a um, an opportunity for recurring revenue to other nonprofits to be affiliates and go in and ask these businesses to subscribe and, um, you know, become autism aware. And with that, they commit to having a certain number of employees trained, like say they have 20 employees uh, and they, they, you know, and there's going to be turnover. We're kind of, we're trying to focus on high turnover industries where there's a lot going on because yeah. every person's a pebble in the pond, right? Yes. Yes. So we want them to go out and, you know, they can, you know, go from restaurant to restaurant and just be aware. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so the restaurant commits to having 80% of those employees 
train to maintain their certification and offer a service or a discount. For that, they get a listing on um, the website and shout outs on social media. The autism organization that has introduced us and basically um, provided an endorsement for that business gets 20% of the revenue. So, yeah, so, you know, because, you know, as a nonprofit, we have struggled with the traditional model of grants and sponsorships and donations. And so this has been um, a really exciting opportunity. We also are going to start with, you know, in production, we have a long list of of modules that we want to create ones for medical um you know we're gonna have a general autism awareness one and mm-hmm. just the next thing because of our business relationships is to go into training and employment right because now we have autism okay. businesses and then we want to you know we're talking about we don't want to start any program we can't sustain but we are talking about doing something for employment and starting with the interview process and then going on from there Fabulous. I love your business model. Sounds great. Um, I like the referral. I'm I'm calling it a referral program, but basically that's a really, um, that's an interesting idea as well. And you're right. I think um, there are a lot of nonprofits throughout this country and probably the world um, at some point there. That's what I meant when I said before that the autism community is, is both enormous and also tiny at the same time. Yep. Um, if you hit on something that, that works for you, you hit on something that works for you, you're going to share it. Um, you know, because because I think um, those of us in the in the field professionally and, of course, um, the family members, uh, you know, are always looking for something that just is, is dependable and sustainable and um, and, uh, and and knows that perfect seat for their loved one or the fact that waiting more than two minutes just isn't going to work. So let's find a way around that. You know, those types of things. Um, we are running low on time, Becky, and I want to just give you a chance to also talk about two really exciting things that have just started Um, your partnership with the blue green vacations um, resorts, uh, as well as the Tanger outlets in Myrtle beach and and possibly beyond. Those are some of your, your most recent wins, right? Yeah. And, you know, and we just, they're very exciting, you know, blue green uh, committed to having all of their properties certified by the end of 2021 COVID a little bit of a hiccup on that. So right now we're in the throes of, um, doing the certifications and have committed to having all of them done by mid-May, which is exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Uh, So we are delivering, they do not want to do on-site trainings. So that we've had to do a bit of a pivot with that in um, moving the training program to online. So we do online live webinars for the existing employees. And then uh, the employee onboarding process for any new employees will include the resort module. Um, And so that's kind of fun. And then, you know, a lot of this, what we're doing is just really leveraging the corporate relationships that we've developed here organically in the Myrtle Beach area, you know, um, Wonderworks, Ripley's Aquarium, Dave and Buster's. Um, We've also garnered a lot of knowledge with our sensory friendly birthday bowling bash events and movies. And so we have a lot of standard operating procedures that we want to share with other organizations. Tanger just last week committed to um, having their two centers here um, be autism supportive, which is great, but it's only the the, the corporate office in those things, but it will lead us to their retailers there. And so we're looking forward to kind of leveraging that and see what happens with that over the course of the next, you know, I don't know, 6, 12, 24 months, Um, really expecting some really great stuff there too. Well, I, it sounds wonderful to me and I wish you the best. And, and I really do think it's going to, it's going to go the direction that you want it to, because um, well, going back to something you said earlier, I mean, it, it, once you get in the door and people realize 
what you're really asking of them is something that comes naturally when you let a lot of other stuff go. Um, I'm going to go back to something I used to say all the time and I still work it in. It's, it's really about just doing the right thing. And, yeah, and we yeah. all have a lot of talk about what's hard and what's challenging or what our beliefs and core values are. But at the end of the day, um, treating people with kindness and respect and understanding and having some flexibility is, is really to me the, the right thing to do. And I think when your trainers get in there, and when we work with families and businesses and, and communities, once people realize that that's about it, and that also what you do for the, the autism community, you're also doing for, um, for everybody in your community, and it works for everyone, it's a no-brainer. So um, we are out of time, but Becky Large uh, from Champion Autism Network, I really want to thank you for your time today and for sharing what Champion Autism Network is doing. I think it's great, and I wish you the best of luck. Keep us posted. Thank you, and I hope you play with us. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> thank you so much. This is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 